All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Matthew McConaughey. Yep. Welcome. Matthew's with us always. 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 Uh, just like Todd. Uh-huh. Well, Todd's in Skyrim. <laughs> Todd's not with us. Todd's in Todd's, Skyrim. Todd's not with us. Todd is indisposed at the moment. <laughs> Permanently. That's probably what they tell people who come to visit him. Is, that's probably <laughs> what they tell people who come, who come to visit the Bethesda offices. Hi, I'm, I I have an appointment with Todd Howard. <laughs> Todd Howard? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm supposed to be meeting with him at noon. Oh, I'm sorry. Todd is uh, currently indisposed. <laughs> Uh, we're going to have to reschedule that one. Uh, can you do it again in like two weeks? I think he'll be out by then. Or oh. they have to shut Skyrim down. <laughs> or maybe like they continually schedule interviews with like programmers instead of Todd. And then they like bring him in to see if they can get they can get Jeff out of Skyrim since he's trapped in Skyrim. You mean Todd? Because you said Jeff. Oh, yeah. Je- oh, Jeff. Jeff's in there with him, too. Jeff Kaplan's not actually real. So I Googled Jeff Kaplan PNG because I was trying to find something to make an <laughs> emote to do that, like, cowboy thing. Yeah. And it kept giving me pictures of Billy's dad. <laughs> <laughs> so that yes. was uh, a thing that happened to me. That was funny in a, in a fun roundabout way. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. And welcome to The Young Ones, a podcast about teen superhero teams and why we love them. My name is Charlie, and I use they, them pronouns. And I'm Mikey, and I use he, him pronouns. And this is episode 13. That, that's not an unlucky number, is it? I mean... I don't, I don't think so. No. Okay. We're also in our fourth episode now of Runaways. Yeah. I mean, we've had some... There's been some things going on in between those things. And yeah, we did have a yeah. guest last week. So, I mean, it's not like been us talking like the first like when we were talking about the young avengers it's not just been like us every week so we're uh spicing up a little bit yeah i like to mix it up but it's funny because we always talk about like the number of episodes that we've done and not like the series and episode number which is how it's like structured in our titles (laughs) yeah i don't know that's um I'm not going to say that's a mess, because it's not, but, like, also, I'm not going to remember that, because you're talking to the same person who thought, like, a number 10 was triple digits, so... Well, I'm telling you now, this is our fourth episode of The Runaways. Yes. So, for those keeping track at home... Yes. You can mark it, you can mark it down. Like, uh, (laughs) do people, like, keep tallies of the podcast episode number, like, prisoners put, like, tally marks on their walls and TV? I don't know. I don't think so. That sounds like something we would have to, we would be doing. Like, this is my burden. Yeah, that's a really Chase reference for me. Yeah, also. it is. I mean, you're, uh, it's, it's coming full circle, I guess. I'm getting some bleed. <laughs> I mean, it is a real thing. Like, real as if, like, I'm not getting into it. Anyway, how are you? I'm, I'm good. I am not actually becoming Chase from Runaways because I'm an entirely separate person. But I've had a couple pretty good days of role-playing, as far as that goes. Yeah! We um we played our first game of Masks, which we've hacked to bits to make it fit within Marvel things. I mean, 
the thing is we haven't hacked it at all actually yeah it seems it seems like we have but like i guess we really haven't we actually haven't that's the nice thing about powered by the apocalypse is like i have had to do literally nothing to make it fit what we want to do all we've done is just remove the setting that they have in the book which is like a mishmash of dc marvel and valiant and all those other like comic book universes Mm -hmm. and like had their own so that no one can come knocking on their door and say you stole our stuff yeah but we threw that out and made our own marvel universe (laughs) yeah earth 218 earth Earth 218 we made it it's real it's a real thing yeah for anyone that doesn't know masks is a tabletop role-playing game and it i believe magpie games is the one who made it Yes, that is correct. Yes, um, and it is all about teen superheroes. And their emotions. And it uses a Powered by the Apocalypse system, and uh, it's real fun. And we messed, we messed around with it and had a fantastic time yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we spent like half the session talking. So Powered by the Apocalypse isn't like D&D where all the games that bear that same name are exactly the same or have the exact same mechanics. Most of them have, rather than abilities, you have what are called moves. So you have to do a thing, and then that triggers the move, and then you roll. So it's all about fiction first. And a lot of them also tend to be very much about creating... You don't have... Even with this game that has a setting, you still decide what parts of it you, as the players and the GM, want to deal with, and you create the setting and your team together in the first session. So we actually spent quite a bit of time yesterday doing the kind of session zero is what it's called for that. And it was like an absolute blast. I'm so glad that we didn't try to do that via text because I think it came out a lot better doing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It did. So we had to figure out why the team came together. And I think it was like, we weren't sure. And then I think you suggested Alex Summers. And I was like, you didn't know this yet, but Cyclops is actually dead. What if Alex, like, went off and is having a bad time because, you know, Scott is dead because that's the thing that he does in the comics all the time. And what if Goblin Prince? <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it kept escalating, like, further. Yes. Like, because I decided I wanted to pick Alex Summers to be a villain because I don't really like Havoc. And I think... Oh, yeah, yeah. You were like, what if Alex just attacked the school? And I'm like, well... Yeah. But what if Goblin Prince, though? I mean, he's got to have precedent to do it, which I was trying yeah. to figure out a way to, like, make that happen. And then I was like, okay, well, we've got this and we've got like history with it so let's just roll with it so yeah he'll do anything that maddie tells him to do as goblin queen like let's be real yeah no it's very very true so goblins attacked school along with alex and uh he's wearing a very skimpy outfit because those roles are reversed and it's (laughs) absolutely excellent also spider-man's a cryptid yeah, Spider-Man's a cryptid. So J. Jonah Jameson has like hundreds of extremely blurry pictures of Spider-Man. And the reason he keeps asking for more is because none of them are quite clear. Because I'm like, Peter doesn't have the money to get these like high speed sports photography cameras. He just has a normal ass camera. Maybe he probably doesn't have a point and shoot, probably has a DSLR, but he doesn't have money for all the fancy stuff that goes with it. He's like a, you know, poor college student or high school student. So it's like, He takes these pictures on a timer 
and they're just all extremely blurry and it's like a red and blue blur and Jonah, all he wants is a picture that conclusively proves that Spider-Man exists, but no one has seen him outside of these extremely blurry cryptid photos. So he's a man, the myth, the legend in New York City. No, it's it's that was like such a good thing that we just like very organically developed in. Yeah, that's my headcanon now for all the Marvel universes, actually. That Spider-Man's just encrypted. Because everyone's like, why does he always ask for more pictures of Spider-Man? He always he already has some. And it's like, well, duh, because he doesn't have any that are clear. It's super blurry. Makes so much more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So our our team is very... Um, also, Jonah hates the team. Yes. Also, Jonah hates the entire school that's still there. Yeah, well, because it's it's the version of the Xavier School that's in the middle of Central Park, and when the goblins attacked, it didn't go super great. <laughs> no. No, there were a lot of collateral damage. Our team is very ragtag. Yeah. Like, very extremely ragtag. It's like, you, you, I can't even explain it. It's like, just play the Benny Hill theme song on loop for the entire time that we're playing, and that's about how it goes. Yeah, it was um it was excellent. It was excellent. It's like <laughs> Shatterstar tried to attack a vampire with a piece of wood because he knew in Buffy that wood killed vampires, which is a good, you know, thing to do. It's like a connection for him to make. Yeah, and so you had a bonus to your next role from finding out that information. <gasps> oh my god, that's right. I rolled so yep. terribly even and with then, my bonus. Yep. You got a plus one, and then you rolled a failure. You rolled a six. An extreme failure, not just a... (laughs) Yeah, it's a miss. (laughs) Yeah. And so not only did you not attack him, but the vampire, like, picked you up by the collar, and you were like, star is very light. And I was like, oh. So he, like, hefts you up, and he's like, huh, I wonder how far I can throw you and threw star against a wall. Yeah, it was bad. It would have killed any normal uh, human human being or mutant yeah. that didn't have a healing factor, I'm sure. But instead, Star's powers just went haywire, and he opened a portal into Limbo, where uh, demon versions of the Monstars were playing basketball. <laughs> if you think that's good, just wait until next session, because I have some extremely good shit cooked up for you. <laughs> laughing about space jam <laughs> because it's just like this weird coalesce like coalesce to like uh bits and pieces of like everything that like makes sense together like well yeah because I-, I was like it's a like demon gymnasium it's like looks like the upside down from stranger things like there's black ichor all over the gymnasium and then i was like you know what it can't just be empty though there's some demons and they're in basketball jerseys playing basketball and i'm like wait duh they're just the monsters from space <laughs> jam the, it's just the monsters from space jam <sighs> i don't want to give any spoilers but it's funny because whatever it and i had already planned rolls into what happened with that session like even better than it already was so i'm very excited uh to play again and see what we've got cooked up yeah cuz i think you're going to love it <laughs> I'm excited. Especially considering what you like about the X school, like what your favorite parts of that are. Good. I'm very excited to, for whenever we play again. It, it's been most most excellent. Um, but uh, after our uh, exploits in Earth 218 yesterday, 
Yeah, I did put a transcript of the events up on my Twitter at quantum dot dot if people. It's good. I'm kind of sad. I'm kind of sad we didn't record it in some way because I like to listen. I like to re-listen yeah. to that. And like, also everybody gave like such, everybody gave like these amazing presentations about their characters. Like, yeah, no, it was really good. It was like really good. But I also didn't want to put like people on the spot. Like, even if we recorded it just for us, because when you record it, even if it's just like to keep for yourselves, you put some kind of pressure on people. Yeah. Knowing that it's going to be like available perpetually. Yeah. And especially with people, you know, that are like new to role playing or don't role play that much. Like, I don't want to put that pressure on them because then it's like you don't want to say the thing that comes naturally to you. You want to say the thing that like you want to say the perfect thing. Yeah. And it's that kind of pressure that, you know. Yeah, I like I like how I was like making gestures and like doing things, and I was like, "Oh, no one can really like see me." I'm like, "Oh, oh, wait, I have a camera on me." Yes, <laughs> yes, everybody can actually see me. So you say that, and then um, in the group I play with on Sundays, we played a game called Fiasco today, which is like a uh, it's like a caper uh game, like a like a Italian job but bad or Fargo or The Big Lebowski, <laughs> uh, because it's a bunch of usually extremely normal people to get along extremely badly having extremely bad ideas and trying to act them out <laughs> so we don't have cameras in that group and so i heard my friend like we had this administrator of the like scientific research station that all of our characters are on and i hear my friend going like like patting themselves on the chest and i'm like are you gesturing where the patches are on this guy's uniform and he was like, oh, yeah, I am. I'm, you know, method acting. <laughs> and it was so funny. It's okay. I method acted uh, taking uh, swords out of their sheath yesterday <laughs> just because it was seemed like the right thing to do. Also, also, the, I think my favorite thing that you had Star say in that session was I was like, when did you and Richter start dating? And you're like, what's dating? <laughs> I could have taken it further. I could have taken know. it further, but I didn't. I didn't. No, it's it's a lot of fun because uh, masks encourages you almost to be like your most extra and like do the most silly comic book thing you can think of. And it's really good in that way. Like it's the opposite. I mean, you could probably play masks like super gritty if you wanted to like super Sin City, that era of comics. Yeah, I'm sure you probably could. But what it really encourages is wacky, goofy hijinks. It's like everything about Gen X that everybody loves. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or you end up playing like a Claremont Nocenti Simonson game like we did that's, you know, mixed <laughs> up with more modern stuff because that's the aesthetic that we've gone for extremely. Also, like, very much it ended up being a lot like a, whatever the battle world was where um, in uh, Secret Wars with Ileana... Um, and the goblins. Inferno? Yeah, Inferno. Inferno. Yeah, it ended oh, up my... tone-wise a lot like that, too. Except kind not of... quite as dark. <laughs> not not as dark. No, I mean, I don't know where this is, I don't know where this is going. Yeah, so, not yet, um, anyway. We might see that. But, anyway. Yeah, that's uh, enough about our, our silly games. We're here to bring you more Runaways content. Yay! Hashtag content. Yes. <laughs> this is what you tune in. I hope you enjoy Runaway content. <laughs> too no s seriously though uh it's been completely unintentional that like we've ended up talking so much about tabletop role-playing games like um i actually asked uh for our last episode i asked dc to be on or we were in talks about 
being on before he even started writing Mutants in the Night, which was really funny because then it just had this weird synchronicity. Uh, but if you do enjoy us talking about tabletop role-playing stuff and don't find that annoying, please let us know. If you would like us to dial it back down, also please let us know because, you know. Yeah, it's a it's a w- interesting intersection of, like, this and what I like and what Mikey likes and, like, also comics. So, yeah, like, it's just something that we enjoy. So if you'd like us to, like I said, tone it down, uh, let us know if you would like more content like this and other things yeah. associated. Also, please tell us. Yeah, we, uh, we're start, we're, I don't want to get too heavy into like spoilers, but we're starting to think of like what would be cool bonus content to have. So like that's, you know, why I specifically bring up that. Yeah. If you would like to, if you would like to listen to our games, games of masks at some point, uh, let us know if that'd be something you'd be interested in yeah, for or sure. something like that, because uh, it's wild and wacky fun. So, yeah, I just like it because like the primary reason I got into it is so I can tell like my own stories and the kinds oh, yeah. of stories like I'd like to read. Exactly. And, you know, not have to put the onus on other people or artists or whatever to have to draw those things. So, mm-hmm. you know, I hope I hope there is some content that comes out of like some drawn content that comes out of our game in some manner. Um because also like I was la- I was very much like having like a little secret laugh yesterday to myself that no one else could see because everybody was in like their school uniforms at this like, oh at the, yeah at you're assembly. right so it's like i'm sure that star doesn't even really fit in his that well <laughs> god I, I missed a missed opportunity for everybody to describe how they're wearing their school uniforms because that can tell you so much about a character we have to go back into that yeah like, like make a note make a note because yeah no, honestly, i'll make a note Cause like that's how that's part of why like Gen X is so good. Cause like Nathaniel's like super prim and proper, and then Quentin's just like, well, Quentin in Gen X is like wearing a full on like tuxedo, but Quentin in Wolverine and the X Men wore like his met blazer with the tie like untied and like shorts and tube socks. Yeah. So you know, like he was I mean, very that's much Quint- that. I mean, that's Quentin. That that is Quentin. Well, right. Like, you yeah. saw you saw his progression in this in 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 this Gen X, which was like Chef's Kiss, excellent. So, yes. um, but speaking of Generation X, I'm gonna tie it back in. There you go. In this ish- in these issues, so we're gonna be talking about um seven and eight today. Uh, we have a new colorist, but I will let Mikey talk about the creative team here. Yeah. So not only do we have well, we don't have a new colorist yet for issue seven, but what we do have is a new storyline, a new story arc. I actually mm-hmm. forgot. So we've wrapped the first story arc of Runaways, which was Pride and Joy, which was issues one through six. So today with issue seven, we start Teenage Wasteland, which they have in this super cool reveal at the end of the ep- the issue. But I'm going to say it now ahead of time because that's how it that, that works better for this format. Um, so our creative team today is once again, we have Brian K. Vaughn writing. Pencils are still by Adrian Alfona. Inks are by Craig Young. This issue has colors by Brian Reber. Okay, so next issue. Yeah, I think that's it. I was going to read letterers because it has on my trade, it has literally everyone that's ever done the thing. That That's true. Well, this is issue seven. So issue seven, we have, uh, you know, 
a different anchor, but next issue we'll get into it a little bit further. Oh, with... the cover. Yeah, the cover. This cover is not by Joe Chen. No, it's not. This cover is by Adrian Alfona and Craig Young. It's the one in this uh, volume one, I think, that, yeah, it's the one cover that is not done by, I guess, Josh, uh, there's someone else that does some other covers, but it's one of the few covers that's not by Joe Chen, uh, which is notable because she's like the style on most of them. Yeah, and this one, this cover is just like a, like a dragon, like some sort of dragon, like print. Yeah. And and Nico sitting in the middle of it. Yeah, like a extremely stylized dragon, like kind of a cross between like what I guess folks might call like, like a lunar dragon with the like, you know, kind of lion looking mouth. Yeah. uh, And a more like... Tolkien-esque, like, Western fantasy dragon with, like, the wings, but all super stylized. And Nico is, like, curled into its heart, almost. Yeah. That's what I would say they'd be going for there. Yeah, and she's, like, looking at us, the reader. And she's all in red. She's, like, washed out in red because the dragon is red. Yes. On a black cover, which is, it's pretty striking, but I don't know that it has too much to do with the actual content of the issue. I don't think it does. Just going to say that right now. And it's weird because both of our, as you might see on our cover art uh, that I will put on the MP3 when I upload the podcast, um, (laughs) both of our covers this week are Nico-centric. So she gets two covers, whereas everyone else thus far is... I mean, there is some stuff going on with Nico. Yeah, there is some stuff going on. Let's let's be honest. Like, if someone's going to get a plot line, if someone's... If we're going to say the plot lines, like, center around somebody, like, that definitely could be Nico. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we start off rather explosively. Well, I guess it'd be good to recap. So last issue, all the kids got away from their parents. They fought and they... They saved Molly. They saved Molly. And they all loaded up into this van and headed out to Chase's, not the Batcave. <laughs> uh, the hostel is what he calls it, which is a collapsed mansion. That fell underground in, in a cave, basically. Yeah. And... So they're all there and they find out then that the Wilders have put out and the rest of the pride, but specifically the Wilders call Alex Wilder, their son, and also kind of the erstwhile leader of the team. And we find out that they have put up Alex as both having killed the girl that the parents all killed in their blood ritual, as well as... They say that he's kidnapped Molly and that his accomplices are Gert and I forget who the other accomplice is supposed to be because it's not Chase and it's not Carolina. Uh, Gert and Nico are the accomplices. Yeah. Yes. In the kidnapping of Molly Hayes, the supposed kidnapping. Yes. Which hasn't didn't actually happen. So um, currently on the team, we have Alex Wilder, Nico Minoru, Gertrude Yorks, Chase Stein, Gertrude's pet. Raptor from the future, Old Lace, and Carolina Dean, who is kind of an alien, is an alien, not even kind of. Is is an alien, for sure. Is an, is an alien, and uh, Molly Hayes, who is we just figured out is a mutant. Yes, her powers... Or her X-gene, her X-gene has activated. Mm-hmm. Her parents didn't know she was a mutant because I guess they got a bad version of a mutant test, but as we talked about a couple weeks ago... It might not even be that it's a bad version of a mutant test. It could just be like 
it's just garbage that people like the purifier sell. Yeah, it's like garbage science. Yeah. yeah. Which I would highly think that's probably what it is. Yeah. But we do open rather explosively because we have, uh, this is uh, Mr. Dean, who has apparently arrived back from New York after his wife left him there. Um, in his, I can't describe this as anything else, but like some sort of weird bondage outfit. Yeah. Um, and he's screaming, where, well, he's screaming, where is my child? And also, where is she? <laughs> where is she? <laughs> Those are our good Batman impressions. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, and like he's got little swir- he got little swirly lights, and he's freaking out because Carolina's gone. Yep, bad time. Yeah, bad time. And like his also like is that his? It's not his hair, right? No, in the back there is no. Why is that even that? Why is that even on there? Listen, it's a very important tradition that they have this weird hair that comes off their masks. Probably, maybe I don't know. All right, you tried. You tried to make it sound convincing. I am not convinced. <laughs> oh, also, this is the Minori residence. Uh, we're still at our like twenty-four thing, so I think uh, I think like two days of time have passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is currently ten fifty-five p.m. and he's freaking out. And Chase's dad basically tells him his fist is getting all swirly. Yeah, and Chase's dad tell him tells him to calm down and. Uh, that doesn't go well because Mr. Dean, like, blasts him and... With rainbow power. Everybody's having an extremely bad time. Can you imagine being heterosexual and having rainbow powers? I can't. Like... That should be illegal. (laughs) Like, I'm just thinking about it now. It's, like, very, very funny just, just thinking about it. Yeah, no, it it is funny. I can't. I'm, I thought you were gonna ask me for a second. Can you imagine being heterosexual? And I was gonna say, absolutely not. I cannot. <laughs> okay. No, nothing against anyone of any sexuality here. I just like. I I don't. I can't even excuse it with being like Frank and Leslie Dean are allies because they're horrible people. So no, they're bad. They're bad. They're bad people. No. Anyhow, anyhow, uh, it seems like Alex's dad has the role of just basically telling everybody to shut up and like do what he says. Yeah, that's what I'm gathering from this. Yeah, I'm also just thinking of like, I mean, clearly they probably grew up on some alien colony and have learned to control it. But like, can you imagine being like, like just like in a completely real sense, like the amount of bullying you would get if you were a normal human child that was had rainbow powers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of, like, where I'm coming at that from. Not, like, how dare, to be clear. Because <laughs> rainbows are good for anyone. Anyone can wear rainbows. It's just, you know. That's that's true. Bullying. It's just, yeah, absolutely. Bullying, bad. Rainbow's good. Be, uh, uh, <laughs> yes, it goes without saying. But it's, like, Mr. Dean's freaking out because Caroline is gone and, like, no one's really telling you what's going on except for Liz, his wife. He is literally doing the Bane thing. Yeah, he's yelling. He's, like, ripping his mask off and, like, just yeah, like, belittling everybody. And the Minoris, like, tell him that they'll send him back to his godforsaken planetoid if he keeps breaking things. And then Mr. Wilder says, we're all adults here, let's start acting like it. Basically breaks it down that 
the kids have run away. They have the abstract. They saw the the rite of blood, which is... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it is what it sounds like. Uh, that's definitely for sure. And they have the, the, the book, so the abstract, and... They have a copy of it. They don't have the only one. I, oh, well, yes. So at least they had enough forethought to make multiple copies make of Make a copy, book. exactly. And... And also, they might know the planets for their next wave. Next wave in two words, by the way, not one word with like boom, boom and uh, bloodstone and like that whole nine yards. It's the next wave, <laughs> not next wave. <laughs> Want to be clear on that. Thank you for clarifying, Mikey. You're welcome. Also, who would like that sounds ominous also. Uh, yeah, it's not great. And also... They're all just bickering. Like, they're all just bickering back and forth, like, you know, adults do. Yeah. Well, if your family hadn't let them pick up the decoder ring, then we wouldn't be in this mess in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And then, so, they're having this all, and then uh, Mrs. Dean goes, Don't you dare try to pin this on me, you two-bit kingpin wannabe. I'll rip your tongue out of your throat, and... And then Mr. Wilder says, Be still, women. It will take months to decipher the sacred text, even for a prodigy like Alex. Like, what the fuck? What the yeah, fuck? no, like the words in his mouth all don't really them, correlate all with of them. Like they're all just they hate each other. It's extremely clear. Also, also Mr. Wilder in general seems like he he talks like a bad crime movie from the like 1950s. Yeah, he he really does. Like like in in the sense that his dialogue is extremely out of time. Yes. Like no one talks like that. It's like a and he's, like, being put as, he's, like, being, he's, like, positioned as, like, the actual supervillain here. Yeah, he is, well, I think he's positioned himself as the leader. Yeah, it's true. And then his wife, we're seeing a little bit more of her this this time, but she is definitely, like, it's almost like they're good cop, bad copping them now. Yeah. Because she's the ones, like, slow down, let's start at the beginning. Then Mrs. Wilder pulls up the TV report that says, you know, we've we've convinced everyone that Alex is the one that did all of this and not you know like no one can figure out that we sacrifice this girl to which frank dean is like wait you framed your own son yeah like he's actually seems like he's like kind of horrified by that yeah like well and that that like calms down him down from his tirade for a second because he's just like so confused yeah and to which Mr. Wilder says, desperate times, Mr. Dean. For added measure, Alex has also been implicated in the kidnapping of the Hayes girl. And to broaden our dragnet even further, we implicated Nico Minoru and Gertrude Yorks in these crimes as well. And he has a question and, um, and says, but what about my child? Who's looking for her? And, you know. We didn't want civilians to be able to connect all six of our families, so we opted not to involve your daughter or the Stein's son in this conspiracy. And then they say that they'll wait to put cover stories out until enough news cycles have passed. And, like, listen to the... Okay, listen here. Like, just the way that he's talking is just, like... They also have a conversation in the next panel about how, like, what are the kids gonna do? They can't go to the cops. We own the cops. Like, it... Everybody's completely leaving out the fact that there are actual superheroes in this universe. Well, it's L.A. Like, nobody... I know, but it's so funny. That's the that's the thing. That's the entire reason this is allowed to happen is because the West Coast Avengers were here for, like, five seconds and then left. So, like, they're not filling the gap. And it's funny because then 
that becomes the whole point of the end of Secret War is that they take all the superheroes that are registered and assign a team civil war or civil war sorry um assign a team to each state so there's no like lack of coverage so to speak because of stuff like this happening so like it does have a real place in the marvel universe in that like there just aren't heroes out here also um there's there's more to it as we'll find out but like they're not being on the ground superheroes it allows a reason for this to be occurring yeah also though not only do they talk about that but then they go into like um, how much time do we have chase took the fistigons which are the most powerful gauntlets ever made first of all that seems like a very broad statement to make because how like what are you comparing that to a nintendo power glove like i don't <laughs> you'd have to right, right that, like that seems like the closest thing approximation yeah, people don't go around making super powerful gauntlets like this isn't fucking like D D. like i don't <laughs> and then they're like that's nothing we have this genetically engineered raptor that gert's just running around with and then they're like what about nico she took the staff of one which even dormammu trembles in fear of and it's like maybe you're realizing right now that having these things just out there and assuming that it would be fine like you're the problem not these yeah. things that- i mean they're not realizing anything right. they're basically just saying how we can't trust our kids. This is like an extremely tilted, like, ETA meeting. Yeah, extremely tilted. Like, tilted not in the angry sense, but like in the topsy turvy sense. Yes. Yes. They're just the actual, like not th- that terminology. Yeah. They're just not. They're just not. And we leave them as Alex's dad is basically like, there's nothing more dangerous yeah. than like children with ideals. Yeah, like, also, what? What? to point out, so Mrs. Wilder says to them, we're probably no different than the ridiculous supervillains they see on the evening news. And then Frank Dean says, but we are different. We're we're heroes. We've dedicated our lives to making this world a better place for these kids. And like they really sincerely do believe that they're superheroes. But yet Mr. Sip, sip, sip it on that Kool-Aid. But yet Mr. Wilder is sitting here giving like Dr. Doom-esque proclamations. It's like exactly wow mind blown i'm doing that gif from tim and eric right now (laughs) i mean that's kind of how it is yeah but we leave them because we we go to they also bring up the fact that there's someone wrote a letter and says that they'll always be loyal to the pride but none of them yeah there's a there's a there's a mole yeah there's or something of the sort but they can't really wait for the mole to reveal themselves Mm -mm. that's too long also, they're talking about their children plotting to overthrow them, which is not, again, if you're a superhero, nobody plots to overthrow you. They, like, foil your attempts to, you know, that's... They foil your... Yeah, you meddling kids. Yeah, well, it's, like, that's not that's not how superheroes talk. Like, this is a world with superheroes, you know? Like, uh, basically... I mean, they're not self-aware. They're not self-aware enough to understand this. Yeah, these these the adults are not genre savvy. No, the kids definitely are, though. The kids definitely are. Speaking of the kids, we actually cut back to the kids because uh, we end up back at the hostel, and Molly is laughing very hard, and that comes out of the cave because she's put a hat <laughs> on Old Lace and is writing her, old Lace and has like a her. little scarf on her too, and Old Lace just looks like. <laughs> so annoyed but she's putting up with it so clearly yeah i mean come on understandable yeah 
So Old Lace just, it's just a hilarious look. No, it's very good. And Alex basically tells Molly to get off the dinosaur because she's going to get hurt. Yeah. And which probably isn't true, honestly. And she's saying like freaking every five seconds. (laughs) Alex also says, you know, stop saying that word. You can use different words. And then Molly goes, Arsenic tells me I can use any words I want because my mom and dad aren't here. Yeah, and Alex says, well, first of all, her name is Gertrude, not Arsenic. And secondly, and I don't, I don't, I don't like Gert's line here at all. Oh, it's so bad. It's not great. I literally, I wrote it in quotation marks and put like five question marks after and underlined it. That's how Gert refers to Gertrude as her slave name. To Alex. Alex. Gert is like that super like a performative woke person (laughs) i couldn't have said it better myself like they they change exactly how she does that in the show and i was like oh no gert's like way better in the comic and then i come back to this and i'm like nope 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 time has changed my memory because she is definitely super the same yeah so let's and then like not only does she say that but then she tells alex you can keep calling yourself whatever you want but the rest of us are starting over which is like oh my god do not can we not can we not do this like it's just not great it's 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 absolutely not great uh, and alex alex is just not having a good time anyway no he's not and he's just like he ignores that God bless him. Yeah, he ignores it, which, I mean, God, yeah, absolutely. God bless him. Like, how do you respond to that also? You can't. You can't. Especially if you're trying to get along with everybody. It's like nothing you can do. Yeah. You're like, you're stuck in this falling apart mansion that could collapse on you at any time, really, with a bunch of kids that are acting like kids. Yeah. Well, you're trying to act like an adult, which is its yeah. own, you know, can of worms, but. Yeah, and, and and Molly's excited because Gert says that she never has to go back to school ever again. And Alex is like, we can't just tell her that because we're her guardians and we have to take care of her. And, you know, Gert's also not having any of what Alex is trying to say either. Yeah, she uh she had a full ride at Mount Holyoke, which, if I remember correctly, is a very expensive private college, I think in Virginia that is known for like being like super leftist if i remember correctly or super left like i don't know what its actual politics are nowadays yeah and th- their their conversation is interrupted because carolina flies in holding chase and they're they're having a good time yeah and uh, the pa- the panel below that cuz they go lucy in the sky and talk back reporting for duty sir and alex in the bottom panel, just he pushes his glasses pinches up his... and he pinches the bridge of his nose and he says, I'm in hell. My parents already killed me and I'm in hell. Like, big mood. Yeah. <laughs> that's very, it's, that that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I, yeah. <laughs> Considering, you know. Like, I mean, he's really like the one person that's trying to like keep this i mean like i know vaguely how these how things go here and like i'm just gonna say i'm i'm not blaming alex no no i'm saying like he's trying to keep you know what it is it's like the gif of the pear wiggler on tumblr like he's trying to keep the pears all in the (laughs) basket and they're just like spiraling out of control 
Why'd you have to mention the periwinkle? Because it was the first thing I could think of. Because, like, calling things a circus is, like, kind of shitty. So I wanted to use some better terminology, so periwiggler. You've never seen the gif of the periwiggler. Please look it up. No, I, I mean, I have. I no, obviously, I'm telling our listeners. Okay. Is that the podcast? I can't think about, can't think about the periwiggler anymore. Well, okay, no more, no more periwiggler. I'm probably going to post up here the, gif, <laughs> like the gif of the periwiggler on the, good, on the Twitter. Good, I'm not going to lie. Please do. Oh my god. Just do it and be like the episode but, is uh, wiggling into shape or something. I don't know. Dear Lord. So uh, Chase, in, speaking of Dear Lord, Chase asks Alex, how's the code breaking going, brother? And Alex is just like, again, he's like, you know. He just ignores it. Yeah, he's like, I'm getting there. Uh, they mention a lot of historic stuff, but also six-toed giants named Gaborum. And Gert's like, I feel like I've heard that word before, but I can't really look it up. Guess we're SOL without DSL. Oh, boy. DSL, for those of you who don't know, is the internet. I guess people still do use K- DSL, but I feel like... Pe- people still use cable. Well, yeah. DSL is different than cable. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. I feel like most people either have cable or Fios now. Fiber. Yeah, they, they don't know. DSL seems, like, also dated. DSL is not really a thing. Like, you can still get it in some regions, but it's really rare, I think. There's many things dating this issue, and... You know, Chase says they went and uh, made sure that they were hidden because he stole some plates off of a Honda Civic and put them on his van. He's like, it always works in true crime movies or true crime books, you know, whatever. Uh, So now they'll look if they look for a panel van with our plates, those plates won't stir up any red flags. Also, I don't think that's how that works. Really? No, I'm pretty sure that isn't how it works. And I mean... You can steal plates, but if they really suspect you that much, then they're going to see that the plates are not registered to the same kind of car as what you're driving. Yeah, and and that will be suspicious in and of itself. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well. Chase is, uh, so... Yeah, Chase went out to do something good, and he didn't do something good. Yeah, they call him a dim bulb again. As Gert says. Which is a little yeah. not... Yeah. Yeah, he's trying his best. Not That's also not great. Like, he's just being who he is, and that's... Yeah, it's like he learned everything that he thinks he knows about crime from television and books, which, you know, like... Isn't, There's worse ways. Yeah, right? Like, he reads and he watches things, which is more than I can say for some people. Exactly. And so that's definitely not going to work. But they also realize that uh, Carolina is not as bright and sparkly as she usually is. Yeah. They think she loses some of her intensity at night. Uh, and Chase describes her as a giant solar-powered calculator and worse with numbers. <laughs> And then, so they have a little bit of a bickering, to which Gert disgustedly says, sexual tension. Gross. Gross, yeah. Absolutely. And Nico comes in and says that someone took her staff, or her staff is gone. Chase calls it a creepy magic wand. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it kind of is, right? And Alex thinks that it probably just maybe went back inside of her. Which, I mean, is what happened. Yeah, Nico says, it feels like I have something in my eye, but instead of my eye, it's in my soul. Which is, like, (laughs) super edgy, but also, like, it's probably uncomfortable, because... Yeah. He suggests that she reabsorbed it, which seems like the most likely thing to have happened. 
which is still bad. And Old Lace is like side-eyeing hardcore in the next panel. Yeah, because uh, Molly says, can you guys make out later, please? I'm freaking starving. <laughs> and and yeah, Old Lace is probably also very hungry. Yeah, she's like a carnivorous raptor. And Alex tries to tell, uh, tries to say that food can wait, but like I don't think any of these kids have eaten since they ran away, so probably not. Yeah, I don't think I've eaten like for at least seven hours because the last time they were in someone's house was like three a.m. Yeah, it's been a while. And they were busy looking for the Dakota ring and the will and stuff, not the not food. Yeah, and they can't really go buy anything because their ATM cards can be tracked as well as their credit cards. Which is funny because you don't call it ATM cards anymore. It's a debit card. Not really. It's a debit card. This is 2003, Mikey. So they have $19 in cash. And Chase says, are you kidding? We can buy so much stuff at the Circle A. (laughs) At the Circle A for $19, which is actually pretty true when they sell like a feast they sell like polar pops for 99 cents so yeah. you probably buy like tons of tons of stuff at the convenience store yeah you get like a bunch of snacks and shit i mean you don't get something that's super nutritious but it can uh yeah you can get food yeah like a burrito at 7-eleven costs like what like two bucks and this is nowadays yeah yeah you can get a whole bunch of stuff so they end up going and t- tell molly she's got to stay there with with gert so aren't gonna let chase go alone after the license plate fiasco yeah so they end up um going sons uh molly and gert and old lace to the circle a yeah where they're in extremely bad uh outfits they look like they're uh, gonna attempt beret yeah they look like they're gonna attempt to rob the place to be fair yeah uh which is funny because Nico says, I don't know, Alex, these disguises make us look like politically correct, multi-ethnic gangs that only rob people in bad TV shows. <laughs> and Chase says, um, speaking of robberies, because the, the convenience store is actually getting robbed right now. Bad timing. Yep. They're bad luck. Uh, and Alex says that they should just get back in the van and get the hell out of there. Uh, so it's Chase says, but don't we have to make up? For all the crimes that her parents have done, like, uh, isn't that, you know, we have to clear the ledger or whatever? He doesn't say that, but that's my words. No, but that's what it is. Sorry, that was a Black Widow thing, wasn't it? That was a Black Widow thing. And Alex is is like, eventually, yeah, but we're not ready for any of that right now. Yeah, Nico lost her staff, Carolina's at half power, and to which Nico in- immediately interrupts and says, anyone got a knife? And... <laughs> Alex is just like, what the fuck? Yeah, and Chase whips his knife out and it's like, he's got a switchblade. Never leave home. Le- yeah, never leave home without it. Okay. I mean, to be fair, it looks less like a switchblade and more like a multi-tool. It's a multi-tool. Which could be super useful because you have all the things on them. I have like three of them. Yeah. I don't, I leave home without them now because I got tired of taking it off every time I had to go to the airport. <laughs> That's me. Uh, but... Nico takes it and cuts her arm and summons the staff of one that does, in fact, come out of her chest. Yeah. I mean, it's like super hardcore and edgy, but, you know, it's gets the job done. I mean, she didn't put it. She didn't put it there. So it's whatever. I mean, it's like horrible magic that just kind of happens. So, yes. And she says it kind of tickled that time, which is funny. It, um, it's funny, but also disturbing. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? It's magic. Yeah. So these people are holding up the store and the clerk behind the counter has a shotgun. 
or what I presume is a shotgun that's smoking because she just shot this one guy square in the chest, but he totally doesn't even flinch. It doesn't work, which... So something's going on there. Yeah, that seems bad. And then Carolina shoots a burst of energy through the wall and says... Destroying it. Sorry about your window. I was just trying to blind the bad guys. And then Alex says that he's putting them all <laughs> under citizen's arrest, which is really funny because it's like, and, and, and who the, are you, Gomer Pyle? Like, and the and the the rob like the burglar. No, they're not, they're not burglars. They're actual robbers because they're not burgling something. They're actually robbing. It says it's the power pack. What's the difference? Okay, so when you get burgled, you are not mm-hmm. home. Okay. When you're, like, if someone breaks into your home when you're not there, that's a burglary. Okay. When someone robs you, they either, they usually, like, it's, just, it's like, assault or, like, up. your home. Yeah, it's, like, it's something like that. So, like, a robbery is a worse crime than a burglary. I see. Yes, so there you go. Because you have to threaten human life. Exactly. Good to know. Exactly. Good. Now you know. This is such an informative podcast. For me, as well as for others. You know. Um, (laughs) Thank you. But yeah, it's not the power pack. It's not the power pack. Nobody knows who the power pack is on the Runaways, by the way. Yeah, which is also funny. Yeah, and Alex is just ducking and covering and telling Nico (laughs) to magic. Yeah, magic, magic, and then she says, "I'm on it," and points her staff and says, "Freeze again." And instead of them freezing, a bunch of pelicans just come out of nowhere. Yeah, she unleashes a, a. bunch of pelicans out of the end of a staff and carolina's like pelicans and she's like i don't know that didn't happen last time also the robber says he's he yells my peace when he drops his gun which is a little weird <laughs> yeah kind of like uh, they some lingo got i guess their, yeah all of their lingo out of a bad crime movie yeah and alex yells at carolina to get the cashier out of there and looks at chase who is like brandishing his knife against one of these uh robbers and it's like really yeah he's because they well they make the mistake of telling him to subdue him and chase still has his knife in his hand so that's how he takes that as i guess i'm gonna threaten someone with a knife then yeah so they also appear to have like super strength or something because they do. The pelicans are, like, sitting in a row, which is really funny for a visual. Like, they're sitting in a row in the aisle. No, these pelicans are amazing. Yeah, and uh, watching and squawking anxiously as this person hurls Alex backwards across the circle A. Oh, that's familiar. And Nico is super distressed. Uh, Yeah, Nico's really distressed, and everybody, like, the robbers are like, well, we, let's, we have to go now because... Yeah, they say, let's blow know. already. Oh, my God. Um, Using somebody's name, Topher, bad name, bad name. Um, Sorry to any Topher's out there. Yeah. Charlie apparently has a grudge against you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. First Christopher's, now Topher's. Like, geez. It wasn't wasn't Christopher's. It was, um, it was Greg. Was that? I I feel like there was a Christopher that we were like... Sorry no, to any Christopher's out it was there. definitely Greg. Uh, when I think of Topher, I think of Topher Grace, which makes you think about Spider-Man 3, and makes you think about how bad that movie was. I, I failed to see the connection, but anyway. Anyway, uh, 
they're going to leave and Chase says, move and I'll cut your stupid head off. Like, like you really would, Chase. This is like, come on. A big switchblade, too. Like, yeah, it's, it looks, yeah, it's bigger. Like at least a three inch, probably a five inch, actually. Five inch blade. Yeah. And Nico attends to Alex, who says, like, am I the only person in LA who doesn't have superpowers? And, you know, they took off the, so Carolina comes back. And the other two that she tried to subdue took off at the speed of light after, you know, throwing Alex across the wall. So that that seems bad. And Chase says, yeah, these jerk holes must be mutants or cyborgs or and then he unmasks the guy who had the knife up to and it ends up being a kid with a nice 2003 eyebrow ring. Yeah. And some like long sideburns and kind of like a mullet. Like a, a 2003 bit. mullet. <laughs> and he said, I, I please don't hurt me. I've never wanted to be a part of this. My mom and dad forced me to. And Alex, that's enough for Alex to just not even skip a beat and put his hand out and say, then welcome to the club. And then we get the spread of the title of the arc, Teenage Wasteland, across the bottom. Yes. Chase also looks super suspicious. <laughs> yeah, he does. But uh, that ends issue seven. So... You know, we're just gonna say this to this kid. Let's let's you're gonna join our club. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, we'll find out what the other members think in a second here. But yeah, yeah. So we move on to issue number eight. So this is it. This is the time we have this our writer still Brian K. Vaughn. Pencils are still Adrian Alfona. Inks are, for this issue, again done by Craig Young. And Christina Strain is finally joining us as the colorist. Yay! Yay! Christina! Friend Friend of the the show. show. But also, (laughs) like, literally, you go, it's nice in the trade because I can flip from one to the other. And you immediately see, like, this is not, again, this is not me standing Christina Strain, like, just because. But I think it's immediately apparent the different depth of color that she gives, even just Topher's face. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's so much more dynamic. I don't have anything against Brian Reber, you know, perfectly good colors, but I just don't think it was like as dynamic as it needed to be for this book. Yeah, no, I agree. And like, it is literally like night and day. And this is this is when Adrian Alfona's pencils really start to shine because that level of dynamic and like the they're brighter the colors, I feel like, too, so they, like, pop off the page and these characters feel more alive. Like, even, like, there's, like, almost no highlights in Topher's hair in, like, issue uh, seven is, like, maybe, like, three tones total. It's, like, much more highlighted. No, it looks real here. Yeah. Yeah, it looks it looks good. Yeah. It looks really good. Yeah. So, I just, I love it. I'm so glad. Because Adrian Alfona's pencils also, like, they're really good pencils, but they're not the kind that really like they're very thin. So when the colors are flat, like or like more flat, it looks makes everything else look flat. Yeah, right. It's worse. Wh- yeah. Whereas like it really like highlights and makes his pencils come alive uh, when Christina Strain starts coloring. So that's you know that's my thoughts there. Um, our cover though is once again by Joe Chen. Like I said, it's uh, before it's Nico. They're getting a little bit more dynamic as we go forward here. Yeah, I think so. I love this cover personally. So it's Nico with her hands in the air. Like, it's hard to tell whether she's like dancing or falling or what, but she's in an all black dress 
with the sleeves and the bottom of the skirt kind of frayed. And she's got crow feathers that are all through the air as like crows fall behind her or fly behind her. And it's a really cool cover. Yeah, it's really great. Because like Charlie said, these are some Nico centric issues. Yeah, as we as we're going to see, because we we start back where we uh like where we left off. So Topher is standing up against the soda machine and making me want soda <laughs> right now. And it's funny because there's little feathers everywhere and there's feathers on the cover, which is probably totally unintentional. Is this like also a very beautifully rendered like soda fountain? <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I never thought I would hear the phrase beautifully rendered soda fountain in my life, but here we are. Mikey? Yes? I'm me. And those words came out of my mouth. And are you really that surprised? So we've got like a water, we've got an orange soda, and maybe like a cherry Coke nozzle. Cherry, I yeah. I think there's a grape soda. And we got like two sizes of cups here with um, like... The, the-, the napkin dispenser and the trash tray. Yeah, and like the slushy machine right next to it. This thing is amazing. This is like... And there's uh, Topher's blocking a grape soda, which is your favorite. Yeah. I like grape soda. Grape soda doesn't like me. There's also a snack that's hanging out in the corner of the frame that's called a Chunky Funky Monkey, I believe. Or Funky (laughs) Funky Funky Monkey. Something like that. Something like that. But no, this soda fountain is beautifully rendered and colored and props to everybody involved. I'm so glad that we just spent like five minutes talking about that soda machine. The boy has an eyebrow ring. I'm not a fan. No, it's bad. Carolina is a fan, though, because uh, so he asks, uh, are you guys like superheroes like the Avengers? And Carolina immediately says yes. Chase says no. Alex says sort of. Nico says we got to get out of here. So we've got, you know, the four the four options here. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be super incarcerated. And I just really love that the Pelicans are all still here. That's actually really it's really great. Yeah, they're also looking very happy. They're very happy. Yeah, I love it. And we've also got a lovingly rendered coffee machine in the background. Like, things are, like, like everything's, like, really, like, because you know. Like, I'm telling you, the reason I shout out about the background details in Adrian Alfona's pencil so often is because he's so good at making this space feel real. Like. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a real convenience store. Yeah, that's why I talk about, like, the arc. Also. I don't know if Adrian Alfona really likes convenience stores or just happens to get tasked with drawing them a lot. Because so this happens. And then there's also in Miss Marvel, the Circle K is where her friend hangs out at and works. So they go there a lot. So I don't know if Adrian, if you know if Adrian Alfona is really into convenience stores, this is a secret convenience store fanatic, please let us know at youngonescast at gmail.com. That is, because that is wonderful. And I think that's great. Oh, sorry. It's Funky Funky um, Chicken is the name of the snacks. And then there's a, there's a, instead of a craft dinner, we've got a daft dinner. And there's like a <laughs> Pringles, but it's got whiskers and a cat nose on it instead. Again, just wonderful. Would, would buy more Pringles if they looked like that. <laughs> Daft dinner sounds like a bad plan, though. But Chase is going to steal it anyway. Yeah, they're going to go. So they're scooping everything up because they have to get out of here. And Topher explains his name is Topher, although we knew that. Yeah. And uh, Chase immediately says, well, we got to go back to we got to go back to the hideout. Like, Well, and, and also who said that he could come back to my hideout? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with Chase here on this one. Yeah. 
I don't know why there's. You don't a... just take. You just don't take random kids home from the convenience store. Yeah. Also, you know, just totally saying. So he's got a, and Topher's got a whole story here. Um, you know, and Chase is like, this guy tried to rob the Circle A at gunpoint, and Topher's like, my parents, they're they're evil. And Carolina's like that, you know, it's just like us. And Chase is like, he's just saying that, like anyone can say that. And Nico says, look into his eyes and you can see that he's telling the truth. <laughs> We've been through the same stuff. All right. That's great. Um, sounds fake. Sounds fake, but okay. They're going to take uh, Topher back with them and <laughs> Nico grabs his the, arm. The Pelicans and... want to come too. They're following Chase out of the convenience store. Uh, and then alex looks out and he sees the reflection which again just christina this is christina strain's colors like they she puts the reflection of the police lights in the glass and in alex's glasses which is a really great touch and like even his skin is a little bit more red and he says five oh everybody west wing and then one of the pelicans is like leaning out from beside him looking (laughs) extremely worried and concerned (laughs) that's the other thing i love how adrian alfona draws creatures like it's so good like old lace and the pelicans here i think even the pelican has like a little bit of like a red police siren highlight on like its bill or something this, yeah no this this pelican is it, they want to come to i want to put but... a screenshot of this pelican <laughs> please oh. please do and they're gonna go and like nico knows what alex is talking about so they yeah, grab him he, and i don't know what west wing is in his like lingo lingo nico knows yeah nico says that Topher is going to have to learn Alex if he wants to run with them. And then uh, Topher's just like, wait, your parents are evil too. And Alex tells her to give Topher the Cliff Notes version of what's going on. <laughs> and Topher has this entire story and, or like, not, we don't have it yet, but, you know, Nico says, you know, our parents are evil. We ran away. They framed us for a murder. We didn't commit. And they're using their powers. Um, yeah and weapons you know to to fight back so also another cool little thing is carolina's powers like reflect on the pavement like an oil slick here which is also really cool yeah like just little touches yeah topher says wow you're like a junior version of the a-team and chase says what's an a-team i'm really surprised he didn't know that reference actually he doesn't know that yeah i'm really surprised he Um, of all people Topher apologizes for having uh more retro interest than normal teens and asks how old they are and seems weird (laughs) yeah and so uh carolina's like well bruiser's the youngest uh Arsenic is 14 or 15, and Alex's sister Grim and I are all 16. And then Topher's like, oh, word, same. <laughs> oh, same, oh, same. Same here. Same here. Uh, same. Weird. Hello, That's funny. Hello, fe- hello, fellow teens. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, come on. Uh, and then we learn and, that Chase is the oldest. And he says, and I and remember says, 16 we- back when life was simple. <laughs> as they're <laughs> chased by a contingent of police and a punch buggy red don't punch back. That's a that's a dated reference for you. That is a dated reference. Um, so Nico like like opens the back door of the van and uses the staff of one to make a smoke screen and causes the police cars to smash into one another. And that's the last we see about that. So I guess yeah. everybody was okay. Yeah. Also, the other cool thing that Christina Strain starts doing is 
I forget what the technique is called, but all the line work is not black. Like with the smoke, some of it blends between red and black in a really cool way. Oh, no, it's 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 really great. Yeah. And no, Nico talks about how that was weird that she could do the smoke, but she couldn't um, make, you know, the people at the Circle A freeze. And all of a sudden she's like, maybe I can't cast the same spell twice. I don't know how she just pulled that out of thin air, but weird, I guess. Yeah. How weird. And Carolina keeps spilling more information on them all. Yeah. She's being like an info dump. So I'm not going to. Well, and Topher, Topher then, so she, after she kind of tells Topher what's up with them, uh, she's like, so what's your story? And he's like, he says that his parents worked for a power company in Sacramento. There was an accident and then it turned them super fast and strong, but also like messed with their brains. And then they got fired because they were too unstable for work. So they just started robbing stores. And Nico's like, wow, they didn't even get workers comp. Dang. Just like, yeah. I don't think that's, I don't know. This seems like an incongruous thing. For- yeah. And Topher says, uh, if, they, if I didn't help them, that they would kill me. And I'm, con- I'm so, so confused. I'm so and they're for confused. Them. And I'm so worried about them. And it's like, wait, wait, why are you worried for them? They're evil. Like, I, like the way that he's talking is like, <laughs> awfully suspicious red flags red flags yeah and they're like don't worry tof you could crash at our place until the heat dies down and we'll help you find your mom and dad first thing tomorrow morning it's like they teach you in first grade if you ever lose your parents in a public place just stay calm they're bound to turn up soon and then we get a super ominous like pull back from the camera as we see the people that are presumably his parents backlit by streetlights again on like the same highway like overpass yeah almost that the old lace was on well i guess this one doesn't have bushes but same kind of like yeah, effect it's 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 relatively the same and after that we cut back to the wilder residence at 2 13 a.m where mrs wilder has a bunt cake that she found on her porch don't leave don't take strange bunt, bunt cakes inside kids yeah they might have knives who knows inside yeah i'll be poison we just don't know in the wilder residence we also see that uh, Mr. Wilder has like an Oracle style like contr- command center like in his basement and he's doing like the anime like finger propped like thinking pose. Yeah, no, totally superheroes. Totally superheroes here. 100% superhero. <laughs> 100% superheroes. Um, yeah. And no, Mrs. It's... Wilder laughs at the silly humans that surround them uh, because they say <laughs> that Alex is in their prayers and she's like, I forget what p- kind of people we're surrounded by and but mr wilder's <sighs> also got a nice present that he found which is surveillance camera um the pride's operative in wa- robbery slash homicide sent them in surveillance footage that has alex on it and then you know everything's like kind of like illuminated in this green color yeah the pelicans are also on frame on the security camera which is funny oh it's so it's such a funny running gag i love it yeah and you know they found alex and like obviously mr Weld talks about there being operatives anywhere everywhere and like they thought the they, they're surprised that they're still in california california yeah they're, they're not halfway to canada by now and mr wilder calls uh, the thieves new players how dare they rob our stores in our city this is ours 
If the children have opted yeah. to start planning crime fighter, it's more imperative than ever that we find them quickly before some two-bit hood makes an example out of them. So I guess we're left to presume that they still want their kids back in some capacity. I guess. But they're also like... We are, we'll murder them if we have a chance. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, it's it's extremely unclear. I mean, not in clear, unclear in motive, but I guess like like in what I know that they'll do, but like what they really want. So yeah. we're not there yet. We don't we don't know what that is yet. I think the kids are also, or I think sorry, the parents are also like, I think they are unsure of you know because they have some next wave that they had, and the kids were a big part of that, and you know now it's all kind of gone haywire. And, you know, I can't imagine that putting them up as suspects in this, like, kidnapping and murder is going to, like, that's not the thing that normally makes people like you. It's not going to ingratiate, yeah, yeah, it's not going to ingratiate your kids to you. That's, that's for damn sure. They still want them to come back? I don't know. Not going to happen. Unlikely. We flip back to the hostel about 20 minutes later. Um, at 2.24 a.m. where everybody's showing Topher around because he's the new member of the team. Yeah. Everybody knows that runaway Topher. Yeah, I, I loved him on the show. He was so good. <laughs> Charlie, the salt is real. Um, so he comes and he's like, wow, this place is so cool. And Nico's got a cute <laughs> little smile on her face. She's she uh, She's got some maybe some feelings there. Um, I mean, he's not bad looking, no, but like, no, definitely not. He's not bad looking. Like, I'm trying to like figure out who he looks like. Like, who does he really look like? I don't know. Like, I don't know. He's an anomaly. He does kind of look like a like a boy band kind of guy. I guess. But old lace attacks. Yeah, kind of. Well, so. You know, she just kind of sits on him. Well, she comes, she like rushes him from behind the others and they're kind of like, what's going on? And she just kind of like goes on top of him and he goes, ah, what is it? And they're all like freaking out. And he's Topher screams, help me. And (laughs) old Lace just looks like, look at her face there. She's just like, really, really? You brought this man, (laughs) you brought this boy to my house and I have to deal with it. And, uh, but. For some reason, uh, Old Lace isn't listening to her thoughts uh, because Gert is telling Old Lace to get off of him. And Old Lace is just looking more and more annoyed. Chase is trying to shove her off of this And not, it's not working. No, it's not. And she's just, like, so frustrated. Chase goes, she's too heavy to budge. And someone says, maybe for you, Wimster, off panel. And then it's Molly, and she just hoists Old Lace up and says, Old Lace, play nice, and throws her in. Well, she keeps her up. No, she doesn't throw her. She just sets her down yeah. next to her. Yeah. Yeah. It's ugh. Molly just treats Old Lace as if she's a giant cat, which is hilarious to me, because <laughs> that's the same thing you do with a cat that, like, was on something that you didn't want it to be on. It's you like, just no, pick it get off. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, And then she says... She just likes roughhousing. Isn't that right, you big silly head? (laughs) And, okay. And then she calls out Topher's eyebrow ring and asks if he's in a band. Yeah, he's very confused that they have a dinosaur. And he asks, what are you? Rude 
rudest question, yeah. please, ever. And so she goes, I'm a mutant, but not a bad one like Magneto, a good one like Dupe and the Ecstatics. And when I grow up, I'm going to join the X-Men and get married to Wolverine. So you better not act prejudiced around me, okay? <laughs> We're getting like some Ecstatics references yeah. in well, this comic we learned, book. We learned that she had a Dupe plushie not only because she liked Dupe, but because she was actually... He is her favorite mutant, which is super cute, I think. That is buck wild. Um, but we also are in 2013. And we're in 2003. So <laughs> also accurate. Um, and then he says, of course not. Some of my best friends are mutants. <laughs> uh, and Gert says, oh, brother, in the background. Yeah. Molly's like, really? And then Gert's like, oh, geez. Gert, you have no room to talk. You have absolutely no room to talk. Yeah, not at all. I'm not giving you any slack anymore. Yeah. And Alex says, you know, what, you know, but they brought him back and like what his deal is. And, you know, Gert's like, if that's the only criteria for admission, uh, this cave is going to fill up fast. Yeah. And it's a funny, it's a funny line, but also, like, also in the back of this panel, like, <laughs> Chase looks so funny in that big coat. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's super funny. Um, <laughs> they also have a good thing, because Alex is, of course, still calling Gert Gert, and she says, my name is Nevermind, and then Topher says, tell me Nevermind. <laughs> um, um, and... You know, they're going to, like, Nico's like, I'll give you a tour. And Alex says, I think I'll join you. And Nico turns around with this face, like, side-eyeing yeah. Alex. And it's like, that's okay, Alex. I've got it. And then Chase and is like, told after- you this was a bad idea, bro. Uh-huh. Gert is also very yeah. unimpressed by New Kid, uh, perpetually. <sighs> yeah, also, same. But, you know, Carolina asks that they don't, like really mention if Topher asks that she's an alien, just say, you know, that she's a mutant if he asks about her powers. Yeah. And they're like, but why? We we'll always accept you, Carolina. And she's like, I just don't want to tell just, him, okay? Just leave me alone. Yeah, just don't. I would ask you to do one thing. And then she kind of storms off and says, forget it, it's late, I'm going to bed. And Molly says, man, this is just like the real world, only real. It's so Man, these these references man yeah it's see so this is like uh there's something i forget what it was that's like you know talks about like pop culture references in your books like the timely ones are always gonna feel weird and like i think it's especially a problem with like nerdy stuff yeah because it wants to seem like in with the kids but it's also like your references might not even land with your target audience like it's a way of making yourself seem more like the kids but then you come and read this like over 10, almost 15 years later. No, it literally is 15 years later. It's 15 like, years no later, one, yeah. You'd have to go look up on, uh, if you never watched the real world, even if you were alive at the time. And there are people that have never seen one episode of the real world or don't even know what that show is. I have not seen a single episode, but that's because I didn't have cable at the time. I watch Big Brother yeah. time to time. Yeah, yeah I mean... Those are two different eras. Like that, like the real world was the progenitor of the reality television. Oh, yeah. No, that, I know that. That we enjoy now. Yeah. Enjoy. I don't enjoy in it. scare quotes. Uh, well, we enjoy it yeah. if it's like Mojo World and Shatterstar and all that. That's a version that I can get behind. Yeah, but he's not enjoying it. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I get what you, I get what you mean though. Um, but anyway. So we go the, through this haunted mansion. 
Yeah, Nico leads Topher down the hall, this cracked hallway to this empty bedroom. Which is actually kind of cool looking. It's rad. It's kind of nice. Yeah, the bed looks the bed looks real nice, at least. It's a four-poster canopy bed with, like, purple sheets and a purple canopy and purple wallpaper and, like, a purple plush chair. And a bunch of these old antique pictures on the wall. Yeah, so he's kind of like, wow, you have this whole room to yourself, Sister Grimm? And she says, you can call me Nico because it's a little weird, all these guys that I don't know calling me sister. And uh, which, you know, is fair. And sh- and she, you know, raises her hand up to, like, put her hair behind her ears. And he says, Nico, you're bleeding. Did my parents hurt you? And he's just like, well, no, I, this is nothing. I, I just cut myself. And before that, she says, um, you know. There's there's an infinite number of rooms, but I like this one the best, except for all the dead white old dead white guys staring at me. And he's like, "Why you doing something in here that you don't want them to see?" And she puts her hair behind her head as she says, "Wouldn't you like to know?" With this kind of like coy expression on her face. So yeah, and you know, after he sees the cut on her arm and brings it to attention, she says it's complicated about that. And then he, like, launches into this, like, it's okay, I totally understand, you know, some people just have to deal with the pain, and she's like, oh my god, no, 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 just no, no, it's because... No, I have a, ma- a magical staff track inside my body yeah. that's only activated by drawing my blood. <laughs> the end. It, uh, yeah. I like, I like what she actually says. Topher, I cut myself because shedding my own blood is the only way to free the ancient magical weapon that my witch of a mom somehow trapped inside my body. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, but now that you mention it, I am sort of angry. And then they sit down on the foot of the bed to have a conversation. Yeah, he's like, I don't understand how you got so used to the idea of your parents being evil. Like, all the superheroes are so far away and, you know, everything. And this is so weird. And she's like, you know, you'll have time to adjust. Unlike my folks, your mom and dad didn't choose the path they're on now. Maybe you can help. Like, we can help. We can right this wrong. And he's like, all I ever wanted to do was get away, and now everything's... I just want everything back the way it is. And she's like, that's how it goes. And they kind of have a moment where they're looking at each other. Um, and he moves in slightly, and she says to wait by putting a hand on a hand uh, her hand on his chest. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, there's someone else. Like, we're not exclusive, but we kissed. And, like, I don't know how to feel about it. And then he says, you and talk back. And she's like, you, no. <laughs> you, no. <laughs> Alex. Alex. And then he and says, he's a- really, he seems like a great guy, but not exactly the kind of boy I picture being your type. What's that even mean? You've known each other for literally five seconds. How would you know anything yeah. about what her type is? Well, Nico says he's not, not exactly, but we've both been through the same unbelievable experience, like two people who survived a plane crash together or something, right? Like, she's looking for some, she's looking for someone to reassure her. I think that's a sideways reference to Lost, though, for sure. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, maybe. I think Lost started in... I don't think Lost is on. I think it started in 2000. Well, I don't know when Lost started. I know it started when I was a... F- mm, no, maybe you're right. I don't know. This was way before Lost, buddy. Wow, maybe not then. Because, like, that whole first season is, like, spoiler alert for Lost, I guess. Like, <laughs> I feel I feel like that shouldn't need to be said, but... Spoiler alert for Lost. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast all about Lost. Is that the name of the episode? 
That could be. Uh, but yeah, no, the first season hinges on like a romance. It started in 2004, and I think this issue may have come out in 2004. All so right. Fair, fair, it would fair be a very timely reference, which again, like the fact that we even have to have this conversation shows that maybe having references in your books is like not the best thing because. Yeah, maybe maybe that's not what you want to be doing. I guess it's like whether you want something to remain like timeless or whether you want it to feel super current. Yeah. Because feeling super current, like this is something that is kind of rooted in 2003, like the same way as the OC. It's just, you know, you have all these references. That feels that actually feels a little more timeless, honestly. Yeah, no, I will agree with that. Yeah, I mean, the music actually doesn't the music in it doesn't age it. Because that music is kind of timeless. Yeah. Like, we're still very much in a world where, like, indie indie rock music, that's, like, where we're living still, right? That's, right. That hasn't changed. Like, how hip or cool, like, indie rock is. Like, now if we played, like, 2003, like, like pop punk, we would be in a different situation. Or, like, the alt rock from so, that era, so era, you know, it would be different. I looked it up because I was curious. I don't actually, I think this preempted Lost, because Lost first aired in September 20, 2004, and this would have been coming out in November 2003. So that's, like, actually kind of weirdly psychic. That's it. That's it, guys. That, that's this, it. This uh, Brian K. Vaughn predicted Lost. Or, or yeah. maybe, maybe he, because I know that he is, like, vaguely, and was at the time in the in- entertainment industry, maybe he knew someone that knew J.J. Abrams that knew that wasn't down the pipe. Maybe. Or there was hype about it. I don't actually know. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it was in, like, TV Guide, which, again, is, like... But... <laughs> <laughs> like, that was how you found out about TV, was, like, oh, hey, it's on the TV Guide at the grocery store. Or... The- it's on the TV Guide at the grocery store <laughs> i mean that was how you found out me. about these shows that were coming out back when the internet was not something that uh, it, it reminds me like of it reminds me of something somebody sent to me and it's like uh it's like a text post and it's like um like me on a like me on a date and it's like like what do we do now you oh you just order food from this food book like a menu like a menu <laughs> that is what like a shatterstar would call it though oh that no that's exactly why i got it got sent to me oh, it was good, like right there shatterstar's first date good, great that was what, that's, that good. Was what it was posited to me as but no, I don't, you just order food from this food book okay i don't yes. want to make it seem like we didn't have the internet back in 2003 but like i i still had dial-up until like 2006 it wasn't the same yeah it wasn't, the it same. wasn't as ubiquitous as it is nowadays for sure no. um but no. anyway back to these anyway train wreck um they're gazing at each other basically she's like there aren't a lot of guys who understand and he's like well for what it's worth there's one more now and she's like thanks but no <laughs> She's like, but I still can't kiss you. And then he says, don't be afraid, and just kisses her. Gross. Bad. Yeah, bad. Er, and then er, and no, then it's like, she's looking, she's looking upset. I mean, I would be. And she's looking wide-eyed at him still, and then he, she raises her hand, and then... She's like, she, she looks, like, disgusted and scared also, which is, it's just... Yeah. And so we get a slow pan, like, across... And one of the portraits has someone else's eyes behind it. 
And Alex has been watching this entire thing and he just whispers no into his uh, fist as he recoils, which is even grosser. Yeah. Bad also. Bad also. Mikey, it's okay. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Sorry. I just. Like, I'm not the person. I'm actually not the person who should be telling you that it'll be okay because I'm not any better. Alex and Topher, please stop. Boys, stop being gross. Teen boys in boys this comic. Boys, stop being gross. Boys, stop being gross. Yeah. I mean, they're. they're, they're it's. Yeah. It's, it's entirely in genre, but it's just like. Yeah. No, definitely. Poor Nico. Poor Nico, indeed. She's surrounded by all these people that keep telling her they know what's best for her and she just wants to just be left alone and smooch someone consensually not difficult it shouldn't be difficult but apparently it is no apparently it is but that is the end of issue eight yep is that cliffhanger (laughs) which leads us on to everyone's favorite segment this or that yeah, this or that. Um, we didn't do it last. We didn't get to do it. We didn't get to do it last week. No, but we talked for like half an hour about Runaways characters playing Overwatch, which I feel was a very productive conversation. That was that that was absolutely our covers this week come again because we've gotten so we've gotten so many of them he, from our our friends is, who also are very enthusiastic about yeah, our podcast. So this one comes. To, this set comes to us from at Casey Crook on Twitter. Thank you, Casey. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know that, but I know that. <laughs> and uh i'm gonna open these right now please do and we're gonna go through we're gonna go through them so i'm clicking on them right now okay okay mm-hmm. all right so what's going okay. on here charlie oh this other- <laughs> it's our friend the specter yeah it's our friend the specter who has gotten over apparently his um terrible disease where he maybe turned into a giant moth but no, it's our friend the Spectre, and he is on two extreme... This last second one this is, is something. Like, okay. <laughs> the second one looks like it could be the, it could be the, like, the onset of a meme or something. Like, Yeah, well, tell us what's going on in the, okay, in the so first one. Okay, so the first cover is Spectre number 18, and it has the Spectre written up top. In like kind of like font that reminds me of Spawn a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like just, the T is yeah, like a absolutely. cross. Yeah, it's it's very Spawn esque, and uh, the Spectre is screaming. Um, he's got this very fanged. He's got these fanged teeth. Um, as his like skeleton, everything's enrobed in green. He's like, yeah, he's like Skeletor, and he's smashing his fists through a planet. Presumably it's not our Earth. planet, isn't it? It doesn't it doesn't look like oh maybe it is okay no I think he's smashing South his America, fist to Earth North now that I've looked at it again okay it's definitely the Earth and he's um like punching the Earth or apart. sorry that's America and then I think China on the other side because we're looking at it yeah he's punching the Earth apart uh so he's having a bad day it. yeah well it's gonna it's not long for this world after that so let's just say that and the second. <laughs> The second. <laughs> I, I picked these two precisely because of the second one, actually. <laughs> the second issue is the Spectre number 47 with the same creative team, actually. And it's it says same logo. Yeah, same logo. And it says uh, fi- taken final night at the top. And it is the Spectre who is 
dancing with a skeleton, like a full anatomically correct skeleton. Mm-hmm. And there are other mini skeletons, small, ter- more terrifying skeletons below them. There are three. One is playing a violin. One is playing a tiny drum, like you'd have like the little drummer boy play. <laughs> and then one is like having Dudes. a good old jazz time. Dudes. Yeah, duding d- d- while having a good old jazz time on the trumpet over here. They're in and a. I absolutely. They're in a graveyard and they're in a graveyard. With lightning in the background. With, yeah. Yeah. They're like doing mm. a tango also. Yeah, it, they are. like going they're in for the something. dip. Oh boy. So, uh, oh what's, what's going on in this first one, do you think? What is the, our friend, the, uh, the specter who I think we decided, like, can turn into large creatures? Yeah. Like, he's like the crow, except he been, turns into, like, I different think, weird things. I don't think I saw his scary skeleton face the first time, so I'm just gonna say that, like, maybe he's been cursed. Or what if he turned into Skeletor, like, he watched too much TV and, like... I mean, that could be it. Oh, maybe that's it. And like, maybe he he's trying to destroy the plant and all the other things. That's true. Maybe he, maybe he had way too much um, exposure to cartoons. He man in particular. He had the and flu took on the and form like yeah, was a little dazed and <laughs> uh, took on the form of a skeleton and um, yeah. can't watch <laughs> can't watch any more TV. So he's destroying the earth because that's rational. He's also probably losing his mind. Yeah. What's the what's that the <laughs> meme with He Man the my he my ha uh, uh, I mean yes but also it is the um or what what's the song that oh my oh my god do I try yeah, yeah it's um, no yeah it's, it's the yeah. other one yeah. that one's Numa Numa I'm mixing up my yeah. circa two thousand four memes, up your memes. <laughs> no this is this is definitely like it seems like it's a, a one off story that like ends with the entire world exploding and then the next issue we just go back to normal continuity yeah but uh what do you think why is he dancing with a skeleton with a skeleton band (sighs) this image is so funny it's really funny actually i think he's by the way there's not a prompt for these groups casey just said wait holy shit these two are great also (laughs) I think he's like the logical part of my brain wants to say like he somebody died and he went to the graveyard and unburied them unburied them yes and uh I mean it does like, kind of seem absconded. like they dug someone up or maybe those are just roses yeah, on someone's and they're, corpse and they're abscond he's absconding away with his skeleton bride okay there we go that's what's happening um so he's um what if he's become a necromancer he, that could be it and he's taking his skeleton wife and this little these these There's three skeleton children um, skeletons down here it's the skeleton children who are also the band at the wedding yeah it's uh you know like somehow sometimes they make kids be like the ring bearers no they made these kids be the band yeah. listen they're very skilled skeleton children they look like it they got gold medals in all of their performance stuff at school he's very proud of them <laughs> and um his skeleton wife actually looks like uh she is not really uh have any has any anything yeah she's she's not really got much <laughs> going on like- there I don't think she's not going much going on, but that's maybe okay. Maybe he only had maybe enough likes- juice to animate the skeleton children. Yeah, maybe he just likes maybe she just likes plain people. Like 
Maybe skeleton wife or skeleton husband. I mean, it can be. Or is this like a Macbeth situation, maybe? I mean, it kind of looks like that, actually. But no, he's taking his skeleton um, wife or husband um, to have a, a graveyard wedding. I would like to believe it's a skeleton husband. Yeah, I would, too. I would, too. You can't tell. I mean, skeletons are hard. Like, you can't tell. We're all, the skeletons are mostly the same. Yeah. There's there's small differences, but there are small differences. That's it's, it's what we call a sexual dimorphism, Mikey. I, I I'm aware. I'm a bioengineer, Charlie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I learned all about that. As far as which one of these probably has the best story, I gotta go with the skeleton wedding for sure. What uh what do you think uh the song is that they walk down the aisle to? Uh the Spectre and then his skeleton knife. Like what's what's their songs? Or the first dance. The, the first dance looks- is a good one. Oh, for okay. <laughs> I mean, that one's hard. Is there like a good song like from the Crow or something like during that area that's very evocative? Uh, I mean, it could be "Bring Me to Life" by Evanescence. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's it. That's it. There we go. There we go. My good. <laughs> That's, can you imagine having that as a first dance? I can, and I'm sure it was somebody's. <laughs> you can't even, like, really dance to that. No, you can wiggle, though, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's really all. No, I'm just seeing, like, the skeleton gifts that people post for Halloween where the skeletons just wiggle from side to side. <laughs> you can sway awkwardly to it, I guess. Also, it's like a... Like a violin, trumpet, and drum rendition of Bring Me Alive. Yes, it's fine. It's the, it's the best one there is. Okay. I need like I need to see if there's like a bad kazoo version of Bring Me to Life now. I'm sure there. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. But that's what's happening, Inspector Forty Seven. Thank you. Uh, you heard it here at first. I'm sorry. Um, and it's it's I'm taken sorry. final night because he's taken by his skeleton husband. I got, yeah, there you go. That's it. That's it. Bam. Got it. Nailed it. Bam. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm doing like gestures, even though you can't see me. I'm like doing the like nailed it. <laughs> oh, that's like when I pulled my swords from my imaginary sheath on my <laughs> back in my imaginary tabletop role playing game where I'm playing Shatterstar. But anyway, anyway, that is that is the end of our episode. Yeah, with Mikey, like- where can people find? Where can people find us, Mikey? All right, just, just let's just get that out of the way first. That's what I was trying to say. You're preempting me. Um, <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode or any of our past episodes, you can find us and email us to tell us that you like it at youngonescast at gmail you know, we don't, the only people that advertise the show are Charlie and I, and occasionally other people when they retweet us. So, tweeting about the show, we're Young Ones Cast on Twitter, or giving us reviews on iTunes or Stitcher is a way f- to help people find us and let them know what you think about it. So, we super duper appreciate that. Um, even if I'm not quite sure how iTunes reviews work because of region locking. Mystery. It's a mystery. Do, 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 do. Anyway. Okay, done. Okay, now, was that Inspector Gadget? No! There's, uh, haven't you ever seen the, like, It is a Mystery that's like, do, 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 do. No. It's like a gif. Okay. With the ghosty. Nope. All right. Speaking of ghosties, 
your genetic ghost on Twitter. Yes? Yes. Where can people find you otherwise? You can find me there. I, uh, this episode will have been coming out the day after I maybe will have actually died. So, I mean, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking hyperbolically, um, but what's coming out this Wednesday? <sighs> the finale, the last issue of Iceman in which I don't. I don't. Richter and Bobby have an extremely bad time at Fuh, is something we know from the solicits. Yeah, from the preview, and Rick's in the entire thing, and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Shatterstar and Richter are on some sort of break, it's a mess, imaginary break that I'm not... All Rick can think about is Shatterstar still, so... <sighs> it's... <laughs> that was me breathing my soul out. Please, uh, I know you'll hear this afterwards, but uh, please pray. Continue to pray for Charlie. Yeah, I thought I actually, <laughs> I thought I actually like my soul left my body, and I'm just a ghost, and my my body's still actually in the a genetic ghost in, in the shut up in the queue line of <laughs> Space Mountain. When I thought that's where I actually died, like once. oh god, but- that was miserable because like there was no AC and it was like. We were in the queue. We made a mistake. We watched the castle at Di- uh, Walt Disney World and cried to Hercules. Oh, th- this was before that. Oh, yeah. It was before. We were tired because we did three parks in one day. That's why we right. were tired. Right. And I had, I knew I, I had to go. Oh, and we were trying to stay for the show. Yes. We, that was what was happening. We were trying to stay for the show. Yes. And the only time we could get uh, Space Mountain was super duper late because uh, we didn't understand how the pa- the fast pass worked at Disney, so we got like the last slot for Space Mountain, which was also the last one of the last times in the day. It was like ten thirty, and the AC was like not working properly. The line was not moving because it was super busy, and one of the trains was down for a little while. I think. Yeah, there was so, only one side running. There was only yeah, one. Yeah, there was running. only one side running, and so the line was not moving. And Charlie was already tired. We had walked. All the way across Epcot and across Magic Kingdom and the whole nine yards. And so Charlie was about done. All of her feet were super sore. And <laughs> so Charlie's like, just this is what death is like. I'm on Space Mountain at like 11 p.m. and I just want to die. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, uh, I'm pretty sure, like, I actually died that day. And what, what, yeah. Like, I'm experiencing echoes after that. But I don't know. <laughs> I might just be, uh, I might, yeah, we'll see. I will have yelled about it a lot. It's all a dream. Oh, I wish, I hope, I wish this whole thing was all a dream. It isn't, though. Um, Nightmare. It's, uh, well, um, I mean, we'll it's, see how it's it just goes. like really. Yeah, I do kind of want to talk about not like I have a podcast on it, but like a lot of the writing in that preview like really bugged me. Let's talk about it next, next week. Yeah, after it comes out. I'll have a lot to say. I'm sure yeah. I'll have a lot to say about it. So we'll yeah. talk about it next week. Um, but um, anyway, you can find me at Genetic Ghost on Twitter. For now. I will maybe have died. Um, you can follow You can follow my actual ghost there. <laughs> <laughs> where I talk about comic books and the like, uh, where people find you on the internet, Mikey. You can find me at quantum dot dot on Twitter, where I talk about comic books and role playing and writing and game design. 
and also streaming. I've had a whole week. I wasn't able to stream this week, and I'm super sorry for the episode being out late. This, uh, between, we had some technical issues with the recording, like being out of sync, which is not on us, and then I had to take my entire apartment apart this week and move literally all of my furniture. I'm still sore for people to come in and work on my apartment. So I was like working in my bed and eating in my bed. It was, I hated it. It was bad. Um, but thankful, hopefully that will all be over soon. And hopefully I will have no more issues. Otherwise I'll punch Zincaster in the throat. <laughs> Much like a uh, Captain America would punch uh, the Red Skull. Yes. Um, in, in the best of all possible worlds. Yes. So that's where you can find me. I also stream at twitch.tv slash quantum dot. Uh, you can also find me and my work at quantum dot 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 tumblr dot com. Uh, I'm planning to get a URL, a fancy adult URL for that soon. Um, but that's where you can find me currently and where all my links live at. Um, so, yeah, that's me. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't got I don't got flame on now. No, but everybody have a wonderful day and bye. <laughs> yeah hope you too can find your skeleton lover <laughs> like the specter <laughs> bye bye everybody <laughs> this is like the second week in a row i've ended on like me laughing